tears and pains. Repeat the sounding joy. Repeat the sounding joy. Repeat, repeat the sounding joy.
angels sing in exultation. Sing, all ye citizens of heaven above. Glory to God, glory in the highest. Oh, come, let us adore Him. Oh, come, let us adore Him. Oh, come, let us Send your Bibles to Matthew chapter 1. We're going to take a very brief look at just a few verses of Scripture. I have been leading up to this point in our Sunday services. Today I just want to focus on just a few verses, beginning in Matthew chapter 1 and verse 18, where it says, Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, another way of saying that is, she was promised in marriage to Joseph. Before they came together, that is to live together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Verse 19, Then Joseph, her husband, being a just or righteous man, wanting to do what was right before God and also do what right by Mary, and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away, secretly. <laughs> Chuck Swindle says, I can only imagine how difficult this time was for both of them. Mary must have sounded insane, a virgin conceiving a child without having intercourse. Unbelievable. How ironic that young Mary would be the bearer of the most wonderful secret in the history of mankind and yet suffer the consequences of a sinner. Isn't that interesting? Because she was found with child and no husband, you know? <laughs> okay? Let me continue. Hendrickson says here, Joseph faced a dilemma, and we need to understand this. He loved Mary and wanted to have her with him as his wife. But above all, he was a righteous person, a man of principle. One who with his whole heart wanted to live in accordance with the will of God. And God who took so very seriously the breaking of the marriage vow. However, Joseph was also kind-hearted. He did not want to expose Mary to the public disgrace and scorn that normally accompanied such an action. It is the time of the year we forgive. <laughs> okay? It is the time of the year that you know, we, we should not hold grudges. Um, and can I just say this? All that does is hurt you. The funny thing is, no matter how you know, mad you are at someone, uh, the only person that gets um, hurt is you. 
because you getting mad with them doesn't do anything to them. Have you noticed? You know, they're still happily going around their merry way. You know? And that's the reason why the Bible tells us to forgive. And I think it's really interesting that Joseph had this situation and it was, he wanted to, he, regardless of how bad it looked, he still wanted to do the right thing by Mary. And I think that's something, I believe that's the reason he was rewarded with a vision which is coming up. It was because he did want to do the right thing. He did not want to just leave her and walk off. And when I look at this, I look at how much everybody had to give up. You know, Mary had to, to endure scorn that she was pregnant without a husband. Joseph now is going to take Mary on. And I wonder how he felt when people were saying to him, Oh, congratulations, you're having a baby. Yeah, she is. Don't know who the father is. No. <laughs> no, no. He, he, he knew, and he was going to be told. But that, do you understand what I'm trying to say here? Amen? Joseph has a supernatural encounter of his own here in verse 20. Matthew chapter 1, verse 20. It says, But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David. Now, this is an expression of dignity and emphasizing the royal line of Jesus. Do not be afraid to take you, uh, Mary, for your wife, or Mary, your wife. For that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. I like, I like the way they word that. Verse 21, and she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. Isn't this brilliant? See, they get to name the child generally. Here the angel is going, you're going to call him this. <laughs> okay? And that was something else that happened with Zechariah. Remember with John's birth? Because they were meant to, it, there's, there are traditions that surround that. I won't go into all of that. Um, and that's the reason why, you know, when, when um, Elizabeth was saying his name needs to be John, and... They didn't even listen to her. And Zechariah had to write, I think, I believe on a tablet or on the ground or something, he said his name is John. <laughs> you know? And that's when his mouth was released, his lips were released. And it's interesting, both of them were named. Do you know you were named? Do you have a name in heaven? Regardless of whether you like your name here or not, there's a name that perfectly suits you. So if you all feel like you didn't do so well, there's one waiting for you. That's why it's called heaven. Everything is good, including your name. <laughs> Amen. All right. <laughs> oh, I love this. So he says again, you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. That's really what this is about. Yeah. Amen. Jesus came to save us from our sins. You know, People say, are you saved? From what? This is where we get this from. Amen? What are, we, what are we saved from? Our sins. A lot of things that go on in our life that we had no control over that came into being because of somebody else's decision. You know, it's like, and I know this is not true for anybody here, but, you know, if there was a couple and one partner dies and he wasn't very good with his money, the partner inherits all of their debt. You know what I'm trying to say? Okay? And that's kind of what happened to us. We inherited the debt of sin. It wasn't ours, we just inherited the thing. And because of that, Jesus Christ came and paid a price with His own life so that we could be redeemed from that. And that's, that's why we need to be able, you know, we really need to fight for righteousness. To do the right thing. Not to be holy and our, our nose is up in the air. I'm not talking about self-righteousness, I'm talking about righteousness before God, not men. 
Do you understand the difference? Because if you are trying to be righteous before men, then you are always putting on airs and graces and trying to look good. But before God, you're not. <laughs> okay? And, you know, we need to be the kind of people that we really don't care what people think, so to speak. You know, to a degree, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Okay? That it's about God and what He thinks about what we're doing. And He knows the motives of our heart. Amen. Jesus came to save us from all that could pull us down. So let's make the most of that. Amen? Amen. Verse 22. All this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, the virgins shall be with child. The Full Life Study Bible, uh, just want to make, do one quote, one more verse and we're done. The Full Life Study Bible makes the valid point that the importance of the virgin birth cannot be overemphasized. Mm. Now this is, this is something really important because there was a time when instead of saying, you know, uh, offspring of a virgin's womb, they changed it to maiden. Because they said, well, you know, you can't be a virgin if you're going to have a baby. That was a whole miracle. Amen? And, you know, I just think, man, people that say they believe in God, who they can't see, can't believe <coughs> that Mary could be a virgin and have a baby. They believe one supernatural thing, but not the other. And we need to watch out for that. Amen? We just need to, if we believe in God, let's, let's believe in the fact that He can do the supernatural in our lives. That no matter how impossible the situation may seem, He can still turn it around. Amen? But remember again, those are the things that are according to His will, not ours. Anyway, <clears throat> moving on. <laughs> so let me reread this. So the, the importance of the virgin birth cannot be overemphasized. In order for our Redeemer to qualify uh, to pay for our sins and bring salvation, He must be in one person, fully human, sinless, and fully divine. The virgin birth satisfies all three of these requirements. Number one, the only way He could be born a human being was to be born of a woman. That's why He needed to be born of a woman. Okay. Number two, the only way he could be sinless man was to be conceived by the Holy Spirit. He couldn't have a natural inheritance. Mm. Yeah. Amen? Amen. Alright. And the third thing, the only way he could have been deity was to have God as his father. Right. Remember, behold my son who, in whom I am well pleased. Amen? Jesus Christ is therefore revealed to us as one divine person with two natures, divine and sinless. Amen. Amen. And finishing with verse 23, and that's why the angel says, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. The quotation and the translation of the Hebrew name underline the fact that in Jesus, none less than God came right where we are. And at the end of this gospel, there is the promise that Jesus will be with us to the end of the age. God with us indeed. Amen? Amen. 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 Away in a manger, no crib for